listeners. Oh, whoa, there it is. <laughs> All right, start over, Rach. Start it over. Okay. Go. Are you going now? Yeah, just start it up. All right, you start. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Welcome we're... back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Merkel. We're doing and this all different now, guys, because... It's an overseas phone call. Overseas Forget having coffee in the car together. Via a laptop. This time, we're long distance. I'm actually having a glass of wine now that we come right down to it, because it's... I'm eight hours different than you, you know? Yeah, it's and not, I'm still drinking coffee. Yeah, I'm it's on not the, time I'm for coffee. I'm looking to get something done today. It's, it's bedtime here, and I'm, you know, trying to struggle through a coherent thought. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so we're doing this transatlantically with me in Oxford, you there, both of us displaced because you're not where you're supposed to be. No, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Just not where I normally am. <laughs> not exactly like out of line here in the neighbor's house or something, but, but we have relocated and to... Mom and Dad's house, and, while Mom and Dad relocated to Grandpa's house. And we're, we've been radically out of touch because we only have one cell phone that works. And so that's the one that half the time we're using to navigate our way around England. So I can't use it to call. And then when we get home late at night, it's not, you know, it's like we're exhausted. Or then we get up in the morning and I can't call because you're asleep. Uh -huh. And so... We've been very um, incommunicado for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> so you should, well, yeah. you should fill me in on what you're doing. You're at uh, mom and dad's house. Are you moved? Mostly we're dealing with uh, everything being different. Like with, it's summer. So you know how that makes everyone need to eat every 30 seconds. The kids <laughs> are like, what's for snacks? What's for lunch? What are we having? You know, I feel like because we're in a new place, I'm in a completely no rhythm of life yet. So, yeah, you know, know we're still feeling. settling in and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's just added a funny layer to like, I go to the grocery. Yesterday, I went to the grocery store to grab stuff for lunch right before having to pick some people up from basketball. And I didn't have enough time to do anything other than just grab something for lunch, you know. So we grabbed that. Went home, had lunch, but I had to go back and get stuff for dinner. Yeah. Which yeah. really is when you're taking things too far is when you're having to go to the store before every meal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm and living then, that dream. And then though, your Rach. children escalate this by making the average day seven meals. You oh, know, yeah. by being like, oh, yeah. but where's the next food? What are you thinking <laughs> for that? I have no thoughts. I do not think about food. And uh, they don't go with, you know, how your kids just don't follow your lead on that. They, nobody goes for it when you're like, let's not They're think like, about guys, food. Why don't we skip it? Eat. Why don't we just, yeah. well, why don't we just not, guys? Well, like, okay, let's see, just stop. I've, I've felt like, because we're over here in England and trying to see all the old sites and visit all the old places and all of this stuff. And I think I've been feeling the sort of weird insult that is our finitude. Because, yeah, <laughs> because you it get is up, a thing, it's isn't like, it? We've got to go to the British Museum. You know, we're going to oh, do it. Word. We've yes. got like, you know, 
4,000 years of history that's all been compiled into this one incredibly huge building, and we're going to go do it, and it's going to be amazing. And you're you're fueled up. You've had your coffee. <laughs> no, you've I had exactly your, know this feeling yeah, that you're going like to talk you've, about. You've had your 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 food, your coffee. You're energized. You've slept all night. You're ready to go. And by like eleven thirty, you're like you're like I don't care about anything. I just want to eat something. And it's like it's like how is it that that something that you actually really do care about. You get overwhelmed by the need for coffee or the need to sit down or the need but to take a But it's not nap. even, it's not even, it's like you can just max out the inputs of your brain because I, I had this exact same moment at the Met, like oh, where yeah. you're walking through and you're like, what? Yes, I should totally go look at like the history of textiles, you know, like... <laughs> ancient Egyptian things it's like, and, it, and you walk in there and then you're just like please somebody make anything matter to me like I can't care about this and you're, well, see, you I try like... you try to like like how can I put on a rally cap in the museum <laughs> but see the thing is like I actually could until you get hungry and tired and you want to sit down and then you're like yeah it's no, like, I just want to nap is, I remember your like legs aching or just like yeah. are you kidding and you're like, like let me I go find a ledge plaque. to sit on like I feel like I specifically remember looking at a plaque at some something that was like from the 1100s and yeah. just being like but so totally irrelevant to me right now like <laughs> so what not I what need I need is a sandwich if only I had a yeah, sandwich I could I care again yeah, yeah, and you feel like in some ways you need like a big change of subject. Like you, you know, you need to like eat and get in a really cold pool, get well, like yeah, jump in a lake, get I back out, mean, like, and then you'd be like, yes, okay, you know, like, ready to look at this again. You've got too many inputs, you know, it's like you're kind of like yeah. overstimulated. And I, it's not even that, because I'm not even talking about that, but it's mostly, like, it's the insult it's of having... overly aware of your own incompetence. Yeah, but, like, you need to sleep. It's, like, the need to sleep, or the need to eat, or the need to whatever it is. Like, I can't care anymore until we find a bathroom. I can't even care about the Cyrus Cylinder. You know, it's just... It's that really, is so true. And it's, like, there's these things that are actually really important that you actually really love and you're really interested in and you would spend a good deal of money and time planning to go look at it but if it turns out that you're like itchy at the <laughs> <laughs> all it takes is one one good rash to separate you from <laughs> from the history of mankind at the museum <laughs> One time I cared, but I can't because I'll I'm tell not you, chapped I'll tell lips. You the displays, the displays <laughs> at museums that give me the fat face emoticon, the fat, the fat flat face. Okay, that one. what, what? Like I couldn't care less. Is all the reliquaries? Okay, so like what? Bizarro and ugly and weird. What are we and talking like, about? You know, like here's the golden hand. That belong like that. There's some skeleton like, hand inside the golden hand oh that had like allegedly the hand of some saint that was going to heal everyone. But those I have a real hard time caring about at yeah, all. I don't think I could drum up the real enthusiasm. But we were at the British Museum. Like seriously, you can't even. You. Do, it's like you need a month, and you'd need 
like to bring your books with you and just sit down and just spend a few days in one room with some books, kind of just reading up on some things, you know. But we're kind of like huffing around through it, like everyone, yep, Persia, we're not slowing down. We're just right, yep, Queen Esther, doesn't matter. We're going right through it. And uh, <laughs> we're trying to get all the way over here to the Sutton Who display. Anyway, it's because it's just really, really, really massive. But it was fun going through. The Assyrian one especially is like totally crazy. We spent we spent some time in there, but we really even that was a flyby. But it was great because Judah is like hopping along, being like, "Oh, hey, it's the Black Obelisk. I know all about this. This is Jehu paying homage and and over here. Oh, Nabopolassar the third. When did when we did Judah get all up him. on the Assyrians? Yeah, it's like he's he was up on all of the Sennacherib news and. So is that from from Bible class? Uh, from ancient history, he just finished ancient uh, history. got it, got it. So he was he was all kinds of informative, and it actually was really fun because he was he was recognizing all of it, and well, not all of it, obviously. He was recognizing bits of it and was excited to see it, and you know, so that mm -hmm. was quite awesome. And there were you know a few a few highlights that we had to take the kids back to have a little look at the Ur section and. You know stuff we we did that but it was very hilariously like yeah we're not big enough to cope with oh it. i know you know? i know those those moments of our finitude are yeah. difficult and like or the we, moments where you want to know what i just ha encountered because what? we moved so a long time ago i just think these are the funniest moments so there was like a dress that I had in high school sometimes. It was like a nicer, you know, it was like a nice dress. Sure. It was a special occasion dress. And yeah. for some reason, it ended up as something that I saved. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it probably didn't need to be saved, but I quit wearing it. But it was nice. Yeah. And I saved it. And at some point, it made it into the bin of things that you like save for your kids. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. that'll be fun sometime. But then today I had the time where we pull out this dress that I wore in high school. And I have a daughter going into high school. And it's like the last thing she wants in this world is that <laughs> dress that I wore in high school. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, why? Why have yeah. I had this all these years yeah. to now have this moment with my daughter where she's like, ah. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> well, I think it's because because high school, in a lot of ways, doesn't seem like that long ago. Like when you hold it on to it, it was yeah. a hot minute ago. But it if just... it was like if if mom had pulled out something from high school, to us that would have felt like Forever ages ago. ago. You know, so long since. But that's the thing is that I think my memories of mom having some things from high school is why I kept something. From then. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, probably. But we never wore the stuff that mom had from high school either. I did. Remember that but black velvet it, dress? But then with... it was really tickling me that like, how did life already go by so fast mm -hmm. that that we had that moment? No, I wore that you know, black dress of mom's that had the embroidered waistband with the cruel embroidery. Yeah, that one was really pretty. I was thinking more of those weird crochet ones. We never wore those. <laughs> no, we didn't. We passed those by. <laughs> <laughs> we should get those out for our girls and see if yeah, they want to wear them. Yeah, maybe they skip a generation. Maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. 
Hmm. Anyways, it was mostly odd to me in the sense of you were talking about our finitude, but also just our mortality and the speed, <laughs> the yeah. speed that life is passing us by I while know. we don't get smarter or more <laughs> capable. <laughs> it does give you that feeling that it's a flash and I'm not making the most of it. No, I am not making the progress I need to be making. Well, okay, so Ben and I were just talking about this because, so we're still in Oxford and Today we went into this exhibit that um, we kept walking past and not going in. And it's part of the Bodleian Library. They've put like a new wing up since we lived here. And um, they have this massive Tolkien exhibit. So we went in and it was just so striking because they had all of his artwork. Not all of it probably, but a whole bunch of his artwork up and like letters and um just a bunch of things that you know it's not like they've been published or anything and it was like he was so productive that was the thing that was just so shocking is it's like he's a professor at oxford so like he's already doing that but he's also like he's painting and he's creating and he's writing and he's even like, yeah. there was this one wall that I really loved because they had, um, he was really into crossword puzzles cause you know, he's, he's a philologist. Right. And, um, so he, and I guess there's a collection that they have. Um, and he doesn't have a single unsolved crossword puzzle in like in all of the collection, like everyone is completely filled out but he would doodle on the newspapers. And so they had just all of these pages of newspapers that Tolkien had just drawn all over with all of these colored pens and things. So I think it was like, while he was working on crossword puzzles, he's just, and it's like these big elaborate doodles that he then worked into the Silmarillion as like, I don't know, some kind of like ceramic patterns from the elves from some, I don't know what, but it was, it was actually just, it was sort of like, it was just oozing out everywhere. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. just being productive and creative and, and it was so striking, like what a lasting impact his work had, you know, like it was just, it was so, right. um, and, and all the lovely little drawings he did for his kids and those father Christmas letters from father Christmas and, and, uh, right. you know, original dust jackets from the books and that he, you know, the uh -huh. artwork that he drew and stuff. But it was just, it was like, this is a guy who is creating more than he is consuming. You know, like he's, he is uh -huh. just being productive. Like it was just, it was a really fun and kind of inspiring exhibit, you know, just, and weirdly tragic too. Like it had like a picture of his freshman class here at Oxford at Exeter College. And um, then they had the same picture but just uh, everybody uh, blacked uh, out except all the all the boys who died in the first world war like so many and so it was like his freshman year it was like a picture from 1911 and he said by 1918 all but one of his close friends were dead it was like just you know decimated the so sad class. i know anyway but it was just it was a really lovely exhibit and just kind of a i don't know it was like this is a man who was making the most of all of his moments kind of, you know, uh -huh. it was just, yeah. it was really, it was very cool. But we passed by the feminist exhibit and I didn't go in. I didn't. 
I just I stayed. You didn't out of feel it. any any tugging at your heart. Well, I kind of I would have. It's just it, I I actually would have been really interested because they had a whole thing on. Um, uh, well, it was a bunch of stuff about the suffragettes, and it was uh, Mary Wollstonecraft. I guess had a bunch of stuff at first, which I would have been quite interested to see. But we had somewhere to go, and I didn't. I wasn't yeah. that inspired, you know. There's only so much life There's to only, live. Yeah, and I was starting to get you know hungry and itchy and need a nap and couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you wish you could just keep going. Like you wish you could just oh yeah get no, totally. through so much more. But it's just like my feet hurt. Go sit down. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, Mortality. Mortality, indeed. Time. Food. <laughs> Time. Physicality. I always think, I've probably said this before, I always think that with, like, your kids' baby stuff or that, like, that realization that you probably can't, you're not remembering things that you really loved. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not treasuring or remembering. You forgot the way that, one of your children said something so sweet all the time mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. forgot you couldn't keep it. Yep. You just, you just yep. aren't big enough to remember. These things. No, no, but it, does, it does feel like, I mean, I know it's so cliche to be like, time really is like a river. It's like you're floating down the river and you go around a bend and no matter how much. And you just you, can't do anything about no, that. No, And you might've really enjoyed that last stretch or it might've been really terrible. But when you get around the corner, it, it fades out. You know, it was it's like, like, Hmm, did that happen? <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I often think, you know, it doesn't do us any good to be sad about what is. No, behind just, us. You know ruins, what I mean? Like, it ruins like, and the, the fact that we can't, for, we can't remember it all. We can't treasure it no. all, and we just, no. we can't. Like, no. we loved them then, and we love them now, and we cannot, uh, <laughs> we cannot camp out around roadsides. You know what I mean? Like here we, here we were, no. where Daphne said that thing that was so funny. You know, no, like let's stay also, here forever. I do think we have a tendency to spend all of our time either looking forward or looking back and and really not I, I think the kind of the essence of the command to be content is you, you know to like be now to be now and to be thankful for now and to not be uh-huh. not to be like stressing about getting to the next moment and not being grumpy that you couldn't stay in the last moment right but just I totally being, actually grateful because... for this and mm-hmm. and I think it's it's always tempting to like you can either do it in a um hopeful way or in a morose kind of way like I feel like that's what worry is is worry is looking forward and panicking about it or being like grumpy because you're regretting things in the past like, you can do it like that, or you can look back with nostalgia on the past and with hope for the future, you know, but it's still right. just kind of like, if you're living in either one of those places, then you're you're not actually being grateful and thankful and content with this moment. And it's funny mm-hmm. how often this moment is the one that you're going to be looking back on again in a second. No, like always, you could get back you're to. always in that moment. I always think that when I look at my kids now, is that like in another year, the pictures from today, they'll seem like little kids. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
I it's so easy to just notice the difference between now and the old pictures and not notice how right now is really fleeting too. Yeah. You're like this this is the moment to be grateful. This is the moment to enjoy and to love them and to not be right. um you know, it's just yeah. It, yeah, we're being really depressing today on the podcast. Are we? I, don't know. I, feel I think like we're, we're being up, a little down and out here about our inability to feed our families to look at museums. <laughs> Mortality. <laughs> like, rate like furthermore, your children are getting old. Mortality. <laughs> your children are old and you still have <laughs> you still have problems with itchiness and you can't pay attention. <laughs> Such is life. <laughs> oh, but Tolkien, he knew how to live. Except for the World War One bit. Yeah, you're right. We've kind of gotten a little. <laughs> we we even brought in World War One <laughs> and the Great Loss of Life. And now, and now we're getting the giggles. <laughs> oh no. rummage out something really encouraging from what we said um no <laughs> but in order to change the subject to happier things yes yes let's uh, do that yeah food um speaking of mortality and physicality and i'm getting too fat yeah. because i'm eating all the clotted cream um <laughs> well, gonna... i've been making I've been making cultured butter at home. Oh, dang. For, that sounds really for just fun. just tidbits of interesting things because to do. Because that's the thing about English butter over here. Like, I've been really reliving the dream of English butter because it's cultured butter and it's fabulous and I love it. But, um, no, it is really, yeah. there's all these things that, like, we can't get at home. And so we keep on buying. I'm not joking, you Rach. It's not going to be funny when I get back. You're going to be like, Becca... <laughs> Let's buy you a, a corset and then let's put you on a strict regime. Due to the clotted cream. Due intake. to the clotted cream overdose. Um, but, you know, it's like we've only got a moment left with the clotted cream. So we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do it. You're going to make that moment linger yeah, for as gonna, long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will travel with me for a while. <laughs> summer i'm gonna really this is how you can make a moment last is by eating it um <laughs> really treasure the moments <laughs> sustain it as long as possible oh, oh my word no but 
but you're hurting me. <laughs> but the the clotted cream is is definitely a highlight. But um, the other thing, and this brings up a long standing issue I've been having, is that um here in England they have this drink that is just different and interesting, and it's elderflower. And it's like a fizzy drink that's like clear and it's not alcoholic. It's just like a, you know, fizzy drink, but it's made from elder flowers, not from elderberries, right? So you brew it from the flowers. Yeah. And they grow wild all over the place in England, like in all the hedgerows. And so I know that people like pick elderflowers like I like it's an old tradition. I think it goes back, you know, like a hundred years or something where they would like families on vacation to earn money would pick the elderflowers and turn them in to make the drinks. Anyway, huh. um, we have elder elderberries that grow wild in Idaho all over the place. And so I have had this thing for years of wanting to plant some in our yard so that I could try making elderflower. But I actually don't know if it's the same variety that we have. And I've always been a little nervous that I might brew up a sort of Borgia poison. poison of some sort and, mm -hmm. and kill off, you know, a lot of people that way. And, and so, Neighborhood and so, social at the Merkles. And so I'm just not, you know, real positive about the toxicity of various kinds of elderflower whatevers. But anyway, I did try to plant one in my yard and I talked to the lady at the nursery and she told me that they don't really work very well in pots, but you could go out and dig one up on the mountain. And she said, um, she told me what they looked like, and she said, you have to do it while they're dormant. So, of course, then it's just a, a sticky bush up there. It doesn't have any leaves for you to yeah. see what it is. Good luck to you locating that. Right. So she's describing to me what to look for. And then she says, just dig up a little shoot, you know, next to it, and then plant that, and it'll, it'll do fine. So I did try. I did that. And uh, what came up in the spring was nothing like an elderflower. <laughs> you transplanted something else. I got some sort of a shrub from the mountainside, but it, <laughs> it wasn't an elderflower. And so uh, that one went. I, I got rid of that one. And then so I, I look at elderflowers, like I'm, or elderberries, and I'm always like, I really should plant a few of these. Like, but then I don't know. And the only reason I want them is for the elderflower. And so I don't know. But we've been drinking a lot of that while we've been here just to kind of, while we can, you know, make hay while the sun shines and drink the elderflower and eat the clotted cream. But, right. Yeah. It's uh. And then I, I'm back to my problem of, I, like, I don't remember what I cooked in this country. Like, I go oh, to the yeah. grocery store and mm -hmm. I have a, a complete... I don't, Becca, if it comforts you, I don't remember what I cooked in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you that I invented something the other night. Pure, like, most of the time when you sort of invent something, you're kind of riffing off of something else that you make or whatever. Right. This one, straight up. I just just rummaged it out of the grocery store produce section without any kind of inspiration at all other than I think I'll put those things together. And it turned out to be stupidly good and I was very proud of myself. But it will never be duplicatable because I'm going to go home and the problem is is there's these little um like new potatoes that they have here. 
and we don't yeah. have the same kind and I don't know why and I don't know what they're called and I don't know what the matter is but they're not the same and they're like so good just even without anything else like just as a standalone object they're really good anyway why don't, don't we have them here are you sure we don't because I think we do I think we just have them that you have to pay too much money for them at Rosars. No, because I buy new potatoes occasionally when I'm feeling like really lavish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's but, the smallest of the small potatoes at Rosars. Yeah, no, these aren't those. Like, they're medium-sized new potatoes, but they are like so creamy, like the actual mm. flesh of the potato is like really like <laughs> melty. It's so good. And You're getting the little Idaho on it, even even from England. I know. Why? We're from the potato state. Why are we failing <laughs> at having anything but a russet? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because our state is manfully shouldering the burden of McDonald's french fries <laughs> and not, not doing artisanal potatoes no, on the side. we're not doing artisanal potatoes. And these are cheapo potatoes. They're not, like, artisanal. They're just cheap potatoes but but they would be artisanal if they were here yeah they would and so i've been pondering can i smuggle them home like in my socks and plant them in the garden like probably not i think i'll get busted for bringing produce through the borders mm-hmm. <sighs> so tubers tubers in your socks tubers in my socks i know maybe i could like string them like it was a necklace maybe i could try and mm. pass that on oh that's not a bad idea Worser and worser. Chunky jewelry is what I'm wearing right now. Um, Get yourself a pair of tights in England. (laughs) (laughs) Not not a potato. I like how you think. I might be able to do it. I might be able to. Be like, yeah. Kind of a large rope. Wasn't there like a moment where even Martha Stewart was suggesting we not things inside of tights for jewelry? (laughs) (laughs) Not that I recall. I think there was. What what was it for? I think there was a time of where people were suggesting that we tie wood beads inside of tights to make jewelry. What do you do with the waistband? Oh, I think you cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could put it on your head and sort of then trail or Now I'm really str- I think I'm pretty sure. You know how Martha Stewart crafts are is that they can make anything look reasonable in the with good lighting and photo shoot and everything. Like you're like, that's yeah. lovely. But you're like, yeah, if I saw someone wearing that, I would never think they were wearing wood beads inside of tights. But if you made it yourself you, you would definitely. You see. would not feel adorned. You would look at that and you'd be like, "Why do I have this on my person?" I think you would definitely notice the tights, like motif. Yeah, no, there'd be no escaping it. You know, like you couldn't, you couldn't not see it once you did it yourself. I, I'm just surprised about the knot, because that would be a large knot. Like, I think you could get into it with maybe yeah. rubber bands, perhaps. I wonder if they threaded it. Maybe they alternated it <laughs> over a bead and under a bead, through a bead. I like that we're speculating about that. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a good question. Why are we? We're speculating about something that I think may have been at one time a Martha Stewart craft. How might she Maybe. have done it if it was possible? Yeah. Otherwise, could have been I dreamed that craft. Could have been that was my own could big idea. Could have been your own project you did once. I don't think so, though. I don't think I thought of that myself. So I bought Rach at a at a charity sale, which. We used to always go to with the kids, and yes, I know and I you took you your best Christmas picture. There. Oh yeah, we did. We we put that one out there on the interwebs. It's really embarrassing, but anyway, it's this amazing old manor in this little village called Nettlebed, and it's where Ian Fleming lived, who wrote James Bond. You know, and um, so what among many things you care very deeply. About? I always treasure anything James Bond. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, anyhow, we go down there, and it's owned by this charity now, and they have these ridiculous rummage sales every three weeks, where it's just like a total, total rummage sale, but it's on the grounds of this manor, and actually, it was very handy when we lived here, because we were trying to furnish a house with no money, and so they occasionally have really beautiful things there, amidst a lot of junk, but my big sort of thing that I need to do is get curtains in my downstairs and I have mm -hmm. designed the fabric that I know I want to order and turn it into curtains but I had already been googling these curtain rings that they have everywhere in England and I knew I could get them for cheap in England but I knew I couldn't get them for cheap at home and uh, so I had already been looking sort of at Amazon UK like maybe I should get them delivered while I'm here we go to Nettlebed and I bought a big tub of these curtain rings for three pounds. No, yeah, I saw you holding them. Very two pounds, smugly. three pounds. Yeah, and it was just because the man got really bored of me trying to fish around and pick out ones that matched and count them. And so he just handed me the whole tub and told me to give him another pound and I could just leave with it. So I did. So I've got that. And it reminded me of your beads and potatoes strung together. Like, I'm going to have to figure out <laughs> how to You can wear those as earrings all just of to these, kind of round out your look. Yeah, all of here. these home. Like, I might be having to adorn myself with these because I don't think <laughs> they're going to fit in my suitcase. Because we're doing only carry-ons, which is very reckless. And um, Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. So, I saw your comment in the Bible reading or somewhere that you started that you launched from mm. England. I have launched all over the town here in England. I have I have been reading it. I seriously I was sitting outside the dressing rooms while my girls were trying on clothes and I was reading then. I'm totally caught up except for I still I have to do today still. Today's been hectic, but um no, it's been great. I've I actually what I really loved was um reading John first because I feel like most of the time you hit John last because you go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah. And by that point, all the gospels are sort of blurring together for you. Like, and I, it was, it kept being striking to me how different John is from the other three. Yeah. I actually thought the same thing. And one thing that was funny that Lena commented, and then I kept meaning to go back is that she said, she was like, I thought it was interesting that John didn't mention the Ascension. Mm. And I was like, hmm. Well, he did mention it, but he didn't record the incident. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't mean that he doesn't think it happened because he no, was no, no, clearly. I, mean, I just meant. You know what I wasn't. noticed about it, and I I actually really want to like go back and actually pay attention to this, which mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone in the world has noticed, except for I, you know, happened upon yeah. it this time. Yeah, yeah, um, How many times over and over and over Jesus says I am the something? So he even has just the before Abraham was, I am. But then he, uh-huh. he keeps on saying, like, I am the bread, I am the life, I am the way, I am the, you know, like. and it The just, truth. Yeah, yeah, but it just keeps on, like, through the whole book. And and I felt like there was just such an emphasis on that, that I was like, I kind of want to go back and, and, like, actually just look for those bits. Because uh-huh. it seemed like it was just a real kind of, like, theme. A theme that kept coming through is all the things that Jesus said, I am this and right, you know, and it seemed like too, like there was, didn't it seem like there's more of an emphasis on Jesus's actual words more than his, than the events kind of. Yeah. We had a, Luke and I were having a really interesting discussion about this because he's doing uh, the same reading in the men's group, and there was some discussion in the men's group. So we were talking about that, you know, yeah. like, so we were talking about the, um, how the disciples are like, they keep thinking, ah, oh, now you're speaking plainly. And he's, right. <laughs> he's like, not yet. You know, like he says, I'm speaking figuratively, and they're like not understanding what's going to happen. And, and they don't understand it because they don't have the spirit yet. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they're like, they're, they love Jesus, but they're not sure. understanding what he's saying, you know, and he's saying a little while longer and it will be clear, you know what I'm like? Uh-huh. It'll be clear kind of to them. Right. And, um, but the thing that I was saying that gets very meta about the whole book is that you have John is recording everything that Jesus said to them before they understood it like like he must be it must be after he understood it obviously it must be later that he recorded the account but how he remembers the lord's words to them through all the time that they did not understand Mm. what was happening and like and the meta-ness sort of of john telling us about their not understanding because the time was not yet and they did not have the spirit yet. You know what I mean? Like where he keeps, but, but the, but the clarity of the Lord's teaching is still totally there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that he wouldn't have understood it at the time. Yeah. It's interesting. At the time that he heard it. I mean, sorry, like, like not, I think that they understood it, but not, you know what I mean? Not to the extent that, that they will because they don't. Um, yeah, it just, it was an interesting, I don't know, but a while ago I decided, I was like, I really do not, I know the stories in the gospels and I know, but I was realizing that I was, you know, just another one of these things where you notice how much you haven't done yet in your life. I was noticing that I really don't, um, naturally, I don't hear different voices in the gospels automatically. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like I can remember learning some of the, I just was noticing that I didn't have that great of a perspective on the differences between the gospels kind yes. of like, I just didn't, right. you know, right. I knew that they were there and I've studied them and, but forgotten 
Do you know what I mean? Like where you study, and at one point, I'm sure I could pass a test on it. I just haven't gone on remembering sure. about it. And uh, but one thing I started doing was just listening to a whole gospel on audio one day. You know, like okay. today I'm just going to listen to Matthew sure. um, or listen to Mark or whatever. And that was really the first time when I did that, where I would listen to a gospel a day, mm-hmm. um, that, that was, it makes you feel it's exactly like what we were talking about earlier with the museum thing, but it totally makes you feel like there is no bottom to this, sure. but at the same time I was hearing them differently. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. more like, there's a yeah. lot more to know about them. Well, than I it's knew. like, um, we were just, uh, at George Grant's church a few weeks ago and he was talking about how in the book of Mark, Mark uses the word immediately, like, Oh yeah. He's always over it. He's all about immediacy. Yeah. Where it's just like, and immediately this happened and immediately that happened. And you know, like, yeah, there's definitely differences And John. It just seems like, yeah, he has a different, he's emphasizing different things. He's wanting the reader to come away with different things. Um, But he seems, they all obviously love Jesus, you know, like, so I'm not trying to, separate it out in any way but it is true that john comes off as a more personal um well like you said so much emphasis on who jesus is uh-huh. like yeah. like who it just is a different it's yeah. just different yeah. it's good i'm and then yeah. one thing that we were that i we talked about with i don't know if the episode with mom went up but one thing i was telling mom is that i realize that I am a reader and I used to be more into lit and things even than I am now and because of that I think the biggest temptation in Bible reading for me was like back you know like the one that I have to lean against in myself is the desire to uh, be frustrated when I realize I can't master the text oh sure like like you can't and that there's no way you could like if you memorized one book of the Bible and you had no other Bible ever for, you know, access to mm-hmm. it ever, you could still like, you could go over it and over it and know every yeah. word in it and still not get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Like it's still not plumb the depth of it, you right. know, whereas with any real, with any human work, obviously yeah, you can, you can, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You can have accomplished a good study on it and be right. at the end kind yeah. of like, yeah, we know that now, you know, and, <laughs> and with God's word, it's totally different. Like it's a different thing to come to the text wanting it to master you and uh-huh. change you rather yeah. than you come add anything to it. Yeah. You know, like this is yeah. anyways, but I've been loving it. So many people in the challenge, it's been really fun. I think our new slogan that we're going to have to, we're going to have to do something with our new slogan of uh, diverse theologically, literally on the same page. That's cool. Because <laughs> yeah. it's what we are, Re- literally reading the same page. Yeah. That's Otherwise, fun. probably not on the same page. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, I can't even see the time. Have no, we gone we on? Probably. Do you have a you ready tip? to give a tip? Yeah, you have a tip. Start with your tip. What do you got? Oh, oh, in the moving chaos. I did have a tip about moving. All right, about moving. Actually, about moving, but really you could use it 
in other applications. So long as you are the kind of person who might need to use garbage bags in your life for non-garbage applications. So when we were moving, I bought a big uh, thing at Costco of the clear garbage bags. Let me just tell you, clear garbage bags are where it's at for the random needs because you don't have to tear them open. They don't look like garbage. You can tell, ah, there's Mm -hmm. a bag full of shoes, you know, like that's clearly not garbage. Right. And it makes it way, I felt so, every year, this year is just worse because we moved, but every year I throw the, uh, all of this, I just pull all the school uniforms out of circulation. And then at some point I try to go through them all and, you know, discard and what's worth saving for the next year or a different person or whatever. And, but throwing all of that in a garbage bag would have been a dangerous move at any time because I'll tell you, then it will just get thrown away. Well, or it stays there, but you don't ever remember that you have it. Or if you did, you don't know where you put it. So then, or, or you go back to a, a section of garbage bags and have to tear them all open yeah, and wondering. Then, and then by the time you get back to that and you find it, you've outgrown it, it by is two garbage years. And it point. is awful. And yeah, it's, it's the worst. Yeah, so I'm telling you, having clear garbage bags. Because another thing that I do sometimes, you know if you have to like go clean out the car or something where yeah. you have, whenever you have an oddball assortment of things, yeah. like... You know, there might be some socks and some books and some, Mm, you know, just all kinds of things. I have found the clear garbage bag to be something that I should have been using in my life before now. Good idea. I have a bunch of clear garbage bags because I accidentally bought them one time at Costco. Well, either you can start using them or you can sell them to me for my clear garbage (laughs) bag needs. Well, I, they're small. They were too small for me, which is why I, it's just a random box and I have found them to be handy for things, but I don't use them on a real, you know. Well, it was a really good thing for moving because we did stuff like bag up someone's bedding in a clear garbage bag, but you can tell whose it is yeah. from afar and say, yeah. and it's so take this with you to your room box. and put it on your bed. <laughs> like, yeah. That was good. No, that's a good tip. Yeah. That's What's your tip? A good one. Well, I don't know. Like, my tip in general for America is um, figure out clotted cream. Like, why can't we? What's the problem? Do or, or don't. We haven't. We have trouble enough as it is. <laughs> Our yeah. listeners are going to be like, Valid. the obesity epidemic in America, <laughs> the last thing we need is also clotted cream. No, I'm joking. Well, the, the whole dairy section in England is a real it's so superior good. event. It's so good. And I don't know why cuz we have cows. So what's the problem? I don't know. Um it's like I actually think I I don't know. I can't tell you why except for that I think it that I've been to dairies here where it's exceptional dairy products. So, you know, no, it's not that, because I know we have great dairy products. Like, we can have some really beautiful ones. I'm just saying that I don't know what we're doing to it, because, like, double cream here 
why don't we have to, like, what are they doing to the cream to make it double what cream is, here? What is double cream? Well, so this is one of these times that I misunderstood England initially because I, I was trying to make whipped cream for something the first time we were here, and I bought a thing of cream. It was really thick, lovely cream. I whip and I whip and whip and whip and whip and whip, and it won't whip. And I'm just like what's wrong with this country like that you can't even whip the cream like it just nothing it just stayed entirely liquid so i think i probably told you a lot of malicious things about england because i i was probably decanting my sorrows to you like you can't even whip a cream in this country i don't remember I think yeah I it was a long time ago this was like in 2003 anyway then um later i noticed at the store that the one I had purchased was single cream, but it re it's the consistency of our whipping cream. Like it's a thick cream, but it will not whip. But then you buy double cream, which is really thick and you basically have to like stick a fork in it and it whipped. I mean, it's like, and there it is. And then, uh, but it's really thick and really beautiful. And then they also have a separate one that's like whipping cream. I don't know what the difference is between that and double cream, but like, so here they have, Hello again. Well, Welcome back to what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it dropped you and it went right back to FaceTime and it cut to the most horrible, unflattering picture of myself here looking at myself speaking of double cream. We lost Did you, you. We lost I was you trying at, to like, say, here we have different percentages of fat increase. Uh, right, and I have gotten, like, the Costco cream has a yeah, really 40, high percentage. 40%. Yeah, yeah. It is not the same as double cream, so I don't know what the difference is. I'm just saying that, like, we have cows, they have cows, but somehow what comes out of the, of the you know, the dairy processing, there's just different. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what, you know. I wonder why. because, so when I've been making cultured butter. Yeah. So when you culture the whipping cream overnight, you know, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Seed it with a good bacteria and then culture it overnight. Yeah. Well, then I churn it, but I do it in my food processor. But then yeah. you, you, you know, you get until you get the butter solids and you pull those out. But when you strain it, the buttermilk that comes out from that. So you removed all the fat. Right. 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 But the buttermilk that comes out from that is incredibly like thick and creamy looking beautiful okay. buttermilk. Okay. But if you don't culture it then it's watery. That would be watery. You know, like that would right. be a really more right. watery yeah. thing. So I I kinda wonder if it's something like that. Yeah, like if you're dealing know. with a cream that but has the other has, thing that they do and it like this is what made me notice is on the side of the carton it'll say pouring or whipping or whatever and I was like pouring like and I noticed that single cream when I looked at it in the store that little box was not ticked like whipping was not ticked and then I noticed like oh wait over here this one says it will whip but I was like pouring like what is what do you need to pour your cream about like why is the box ticked for pouring it but there are is that for is it for um do you think that 
Oh, I'm finding answers on the internet. No. I was going to say, do they pouring as for tea? Do they put No, no, cream? it's actually, they just pour cream over some desserts. So, oh, like, right. okay, so yeah. okay, we just. I'm looking. It says double cream is the British term for heavy or whipping cream in the United States, but it's thicker than our whipping cream because it's 48% butter fat. There you go. So it is thicker. It's just It amazing. is so rich, in fact, that it is easy to over whip it and get it too thick. Yeah, it's like, that's what I'm saying. You stick a fork in it and then like, bloop, there it is. It's just, but like, um. It was ready to go. We just ready had, to be whipped. um, lunch with some old friends down in Salisbury and Rachel made like an amazing, amazing selection of desserts. But she had just a jug of double cream that you just pour over like the chocolate dessert or whatever. And it's really lovely. Like it's really good, but we would just never think of slopping some liquid cream over the top and it would be super weird if we did because it's not double cream like it's just anyway we would have more like a little milk bath going on rather than <laughs> like, a, that rather than like eat, a thick yeah creamy, did you want to do your yeah, dessert kind of like sense. a breakfast cereal where you're gonna pour some milk over it and just kind of you know <laughs> sploosh whoops there you go that's funny yeah anyway. all right well is that your we, tip your tip was uh, to eat dairy goods in England. <laughs> really fatty ones. Um, but just just then, the fatty dairy goods of England? pour them over everything else that you're eating already. And then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I will be glad when you get back. And so then will I, actually. Get back, and yeah. when we all end up being back where we belong. I know. And I, my house, I just shudder to think. It's like we came home from Jemima's graduation, dumped off all the stuff from her graduation table, like on the table and then we left the country for three weeks so it'll be great luckily when I her table was not that laden with stuff it wasn't laden but i think we also forgot to take out the garbage so no no <laughs> wow that's brutal it is brutal i it's gonna be it's gonna be not good but i'm ready i'm ready to get out all my clear garbage bags and put all my things in them and throw them away so okay when okay. I get home, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, well now that we've figured out the time. technology here, I think we can probably do this again. I think it'll work great. So next time you call, I might be on the road to Chicago. Don't do that, though. That'll be a pain. Yeah, but we're driving to Chicago. <laughs> oh, you're soon. driving? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, see, we're not in touch much. No, we're not in touch much. Actually, yeah, no, we're not in touch at all. All right. Well, yeah. all right. Well, we'll have talk a good again. time. Okay. Bye. All right. Goodbye.